Welcome back to Mishdebura Yomi. Today we're doing Simen Samachay. That's 65. And in t- from page 196 through up, up until Siv Beis. And this Simen deals with Hanich Nasamezik and Nasas, who Matzatzibur Korin Krishma, Oshivsik Vishasa Korea, someone who walks into the shul and finds that the congregation is already in the middle of reciting Krishma, or someone who, someone who has a Hefsik, someone who has a pause, a break, whilst they are reciting the Krishma. Says our Mishnah. Kriya Serugan, the Hainish Hitzhilikros, Vivsik, Ben Shishtika, Ben Bedibar, Vachos Vagomra, a Filish Shah, Kade Ligmar's Kulayats, a person who reads it uh, in a way in which it's broken up. They read it, parts of Krishna, then they pause, then they read some more, and then they pause. Even if they pause long enough that they could have recited the entire Krishna, they fulfill their obligation. Even if it was a hefsik, uh, it was a pause, it was a break that happened because of something unintentional that happens. Says uh, the Ramah disagrees and says there are those who say that if you pause long enough that you could have recited the entire Krishna, so then you have to uh, go back and repeat it. And the way in which we estimate or we evaluate the amount of time that is to recite the entire Krishna is not according to how most people recite Krishna. You don't take a test and say, most people can say Krishna in five minutes, so you can pause in five minutes, rather. Your speed, it goes according to your speed. We'll see more of this later in Simon Kuf Dalit. Says the, says the, Shulchanar, the uh, Mishnabura. Look down on Aleph. Bain Badibur. I feel him sock been made after also Isar Bazaar. Alpha became in our glass or Akamakam Shapasak. Says the Mishabura, when the Shulchan Arch says you 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 pause, you did you read it Sirugan, you you read it intermittently, you pausing in between the different areas of the Krishna. This is even if you did it a the wrong thing. You did an Isar by talking. You someone walks in, you start talking you start talking to them. Even then, he allows you to continue. And he says this this din applies to all long brachas. You have a bracha like halal or megillah birchas and you read it in a way in which you you pause while you're reading it. So then, so then you in fact can continue reading from where you broke off, even though you shouldn't have done so. It's an isser, he calls it. Yet you still fulfill your obligation if you read the entire thing in its entirety. So the obvious that in the event that someone else is reading, so now you actually miss words, so obviously you don't fulfill your obligation. You're sitting there perm night and the Balkore is reading and you start texting and get involved in whatever it is, talking to your friend, then you pick up and he's two prokem later, so certainly you didn't fulfill your obligation because, again, you, you missed something. And he points out that uh, when we discuss Hilchas Halal or Megillah or Birchas Hamazon, we'll discuss these relevant halachas. The Biralacha thinks that because there is an opinion out there that suggests that if you do have a break, you have to go back to the beginning, so maybe it's best to go back to the beginning. So we saw the Ramaz said that some say if it's an onus, and you pause long enough that you're able to repeat the whole thing, repeat according to your speed, you should go back. So he points out the following. The question is, 
Why, if it's an onus, if it's inadvertent, unintentional, is there more of a reason to say you might have to go back versus a case where it was in, you intentionally paused? And he says as follows. Because when you intentionally pause, when I choose to start talking, I know I shouldn't, but when I do choose to start talking, so I'm able to read, I just didn't read, so we consider it as if you're still Emsa in the middle of Krishma. Whereas, let's say the fire alarm goes off and I get totally distracted and it's an onus, so in those moments I was not able to repeat Krishma, maybe that's enough of a break, enough of a hefsik that it in fact invalidates my Krishma, I have to go back to the beginning. Because when it's inadvertent, we consider the pause enough of a a pause, a have sick, that you actually, in fact, have to go back. And says there, says, if this is so, that the onus, the, the pause that's an onus, that's inadvertent, really makes it as if you were not able to say it, so it has to be an onus, a pause, that you really were not able to say. Meaning to say, it has to be that, um, you are unable to repeat Krishma, such as you were in a place that was very dirty, or you have to go to the bathroom. But, but, when it comes to other owners, let's say the, the bandits walk in, then you're still able to repeat Krishma, you're just quiet because you, uh, you don't want to get in trouble. So then it's not considered to have sick. And this is just by Krishma. This is all by Krishma, but not by actual Tfilah. This that we see, uh, you, you pause long enough to complete it. We don't mean complete it from where you're up to, but rather that you're able to recite the entire Krishna. So let's say your Krishna takes two minutes, so you pause for two minutes. Even if you're in, you're at the last pasik, it's not that you have to pause for a second, and that's considered the pause enough to finish. But rather, pause for two minutes. What's ideal is that you don't pause at all, not pausing to speak, not pausing even in being quiet. So this is true according to uh, everything else. Certainly it's true according to tefillah because there are those who think about tefillah you're not allowed to pause. Um, says Says there Avram, the great Litvak here, that therefore the the Shliach Tzibor, the Chazan, shouldn't sing too much during Birchas Krishma because you're going to cause everyone to sit there listening patiently, and while they're listening, that's considered a pause. So because of that, because of that, um. And so because of that, one should not um, one should not uh, sing too much. Now I think there's a there's a ba- uh, balance you can draw here. Like I, the, the, when the Shilat Tzibur uh, says the end of the bracha with the with the nusach, you know, that was totally not the right nusach. But the nusach for Yom Tov, let's say, the Shilat Tzibur says, so that's a nusach. So even if maybe there's a couple ayayays. That lechorah is permitted, although if Shlomo Zalman says we should even then be careful not to sing too much. But uh, certainly, actual singing, the Magad of Ram seems to have a, a bit of an issue with. It's interesting, when it comes to Birchaz Kohanim, we do sing, but there, the, there's an argument that the singing itself is part of the, um, part of the, uh, the, the tefillah. Okay. 
Nearly the whole shaking the age of Lord Birch has gone to Midraisa, Shlyach Oz Bakol by Mirza Hafnun be Ace of The sorry, I didn't even realize that the Mishabur is not going to point that out. There are those who point out that during Birch's Kohanim, which is the Oraisa, the Kahal shouldn't say the Yehirotsons too much. So they say shows Kakan is Manharbi M. Sabrach because that causes the Kohanim to pause a lot while they wait for the for the Kahal to say their Yehirotsons. Because of Hashem Agra. So he says, it's best to do what I saw that the, what the uh, Gra once writes, wants you to do. So this is what he says. That the, if you recall, the finally he writes on of that the that the Kahal says, now I'm not really so familiar with this because I'm a Kohen, so I'm not doing this, but the finally Hiratzon is much longer, which is why the Kohanim uh say, sing a longer uh round in many shuls for the uh before they say shalom. Now the Gras says it's better not to say this because what ends up happening is the Kahal story setting the Hiratzon, the Kohanim are kind of standing there and you end up having this break, and now you have a problem. Therefore, therefore one should uh one should uh, say a, sh- a shorter one. Or one could make a dia care that if you notice he says ki harbe pa'amim, one can derive from the fact that it says many times Matush Inokam they don't sing. Klal, rak omdim they sit there waiting. That seems to imply that if they were singing, it wouldn't be a problem, which again goes back to what I said a minute ago, that perhaps the singing itself is part of the Birchus Kohanim, so long as Kohanim are singing, the Kahal can say the longer uh, version, which is maybe perhaps is the reason behind the Minog in many shuls to in fact say the longer version. Valanias um what if a person is middle saying Krishna and then the Kahal gets up to Kadish and Kadusha? So then you're allowed to pause while they are saying this, but he points out it's only in between the Brachos. The Rosh, you go back to the beginning, says the Mishnah Barar, Haina im Hivsik for Krishma, I feel im Hivsik, Haya Rakade Ligmar Krishma, Khozwash Krishma, so this is going in the Ramah, go back to the beginning. Ubirch Krishma Lyaks, the Rosh Brach Shabaskab Soho, when it comes to the Brach, you don't have to go back. Elam Kane Shah Kade Ligmar Tilas Brach of Yotzar, I call Israel, unless you pause long enough for you to say Yotzar until go al Yisrael. That if you pause in between the brachas of Krishna, no matter what, you never have to go back. It's only during the in between the uh, par- the parashios of Krishna we have this din that if you pause long enough, you have to go back. So it goes according to you. Uh, and not according to what everyone else is doing. I wish you all a wonderful day.